0: I personally have a a vision and I I strongly believe that there is a high potential, especially when we talk about supporting customers with AI. And I mean, we are already doing uh, cases, we are already working on on data-driven business cases, on, on AI use cases. We drive things forward.
1: Welcome to a brand new episode of our podcast, Human and AI, Mind, Machines, and the Gradient Descent.
2: Thanks that you tuned in again to listen and to learn. We are Uli and Avery, and we're super excited to welcome our today's genius mind, Marina Kinschel. She's the new segment head and vice president for customer service and factory automation at Digital Industries. Marina is a digital leader that enables both the passion for data-driven business models and the addiction to chocolate. Yummy. So let's get it started. Marina, it's great to connect to you today. So uh, where do we catch you at the moment? And for sure, one thing I have to ask up front, what do you prefer? Is it snowboarding, carving, or mono skiing?
0: Hello, Aubrey. Hello, Uli. Uh, Thank you so much for having me uh, with you today. I'm uh, super excited uh, being our guest and already quite curious on uh, the questions uh, you ask. And... Yeah. And thanks already, Aubrey, for outing me as a a big chocolate lover. Indeed, you're fully right. If there is somewhere chocolate around, how shall I say? I really can't keep the fingers off of it. So yes, if you know Marina is in the house, please make away the chocolate. (laughs) This is actually for everyone uh, better. So, uh, where do you catch me today? Um, I'm, I uh, think, like quite uh, everyone right now, uh, sitting at home in, in my home office, where I could finally make it to, to get um, a real desk in a separated room. <laughs> so, um, I kind of got used um, or settled uh, in, in a new environment. And yes, that's this is where I'm sitting right now, looking out of the window over the roofs of Munich and listening carefully uh, to your questions in the podcast.
1: So what's on your foot in the winter? Is it a snowboarder or a carver? Is it a mountain ski or is something different, right? Your, your route somehow, obviously, are in Austria, right? <laughs> yeah, um, So absolutely. I guess, you know, some prototypes need to be, you know, uh, captured here as well, right?
0: Yes, you fully got it. Uh, actually, uh, well, when I was born already some years ago, let's let's uh, call it like that, I firstly learned uh, to ski and uh, second, uh, I learned how to walk. So this answers already your question, Uli. I think I'm, I'm quite a good skier and I also learned uh, how to snowboard a little bit later when I was a teeny and I thought uh, snowboarding is much cooler than, than skiing. But uh, finally, I'm, I'm back with my skiers again. And of course, you know, there is uh, no better weekend than uh, enjoying uh, some uh, deep fresh powdered uh, snow with a sunny sky uh, up in, in the alps and uh, being the first on the slopes uh, and uh, setting go. setting the path <laughs> and and uh, of course the pace
1: <laughs> there you go nice right.
2: That sounds beautiful. I would love to be skiing right now. But the podcast is also a lot of fun. So your CV already shows that you embrace digitalization on all levels and positions just everywhere. So can you maybe just quickly describe yourself? Who is Marina? And how did your path lead you to Siemens? Uh, of course well
0: i think i can say for myself i'm a quite uh, curious and uh, open minded uh, person and i think this this has always brought me uh, to new topics like to digitalization so doing digitalization stuff like you know data driven business models or also on a strategic level to set up roadmaps how to develop departments countries and so on on a on a more digital matured level is always something that t- drove me maybe uh, some people would say kind of a growth mindset is is the reason for whatever it is I do it uh, with passion I I really love what I do and well I think whenever you do something you you really uh, stand for then the path is you know just a logical consequence uh, from from things you you drive so Actually, I didn't start my career within Siemens, I really have to say that, I'm proud of that because it gave me the opportunity to get some some other insights of companies. And the reason why I joined Siemens was firstly, because uh, I was looking for a company where I do have the potential to go somewhere abroad, so this was firstly my, my biggest wish to live some years in in totally different countries and cultures and continents. So this was, uh, for example, one of my main reasons why I joined Siemens. The second one was that I, I worked some years in smaller companies and it was very often my task, uh, my job to design and implement structures and, and I experienced many times um, borders, uh, because if you're working in smaller companies, the big advantage is you get a very early, quite fast, um, very broad scope of responsibility. But that also means, you know, your development phase comes quite early to an end. So therefore, uh, for me, the big advantage uh, with Siemens was that I thought from an external perspective, there must work so many super smart people They do, they they do. do, Indeed. I mean, look at you, Look at you, Aubrey. They they do. I I 100% can confirm that. And, And I thought, you know, if there are so many smart people working and there are so many different fields, actually, it must be possible that I will never come to a point where I think, okay, there is nothing I can learn anymore. So this was really something that excited me and one of the reasons why I've joined Siemens. So the people and uh, all the opportunities in combination with the cool technological stuff we do and the broad field of, of, of our products.
1: Yeah, actions follow the passion, right? And if the passion is bold enough, then, you, you know, the actions Intrinsically, you know, driven, and I, I guess one of their passions is obviously, you know, was thinking of data-driven, right? This is also where we somehow, you know, had first context. We know what impact has an AI, and AI is at least, at least machine learning is significantly fueled by data, right? And so, you know, what's what's the data models associated to that? So, provoking questions, right in the beginning, right? Everybody says like, data is the new gold, or is it, is it or is it the new snake oil, basically? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hmm. I mean, if you ask me and, and I'm asked for now, um, I strongly believe that uh, there is a very high uh, value uh, in data and especially in data-driven business cases. The question is, I mean, if I hear you right, Uli, is that still new? So is data a new goal? Um I personally think... Hmm, it depends who you ask, uh, I hope uh, you you and I and Avery, we think no that's that's not new anymore because we're dealing with data already since some years and you only probably for your whole lifetime I assume, but uh you know it's not new for everyone and uh, that's still okay I mean uh, we have a, a way to go and um, we have to develop uh, ourselves um, our company and also our customers on the right way and on, on how to to bring a value. In with data, so I think if we do it on a very, very smart and and creative way, maybe data can be even more than gold. Maybe data can be I don't know, something like diamonds, maybe. But I mean, data by itself uh, doesn't bring any.
1: You mean you mean produced under pressure? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, maybe something. Yeah. Right? If we crunch it hard <laughs> enough, right, with machine learning optimization, right, we end up with a diamond, right. And that's, that's yeah. So, so with
0: your <laughs> you with your AI lab, lab, you 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 can be the new diamonds machine from Siemens. Maybe it's, uh, it depends. Uh, uh, <laughs> So I think it depends really on how uh, creative we are um, when it comes uh, to deal with data. I mean, data by itself, they they hardly have any value. The question is, how can you make data valuable?
1: Mm -hmm. Goal-directed, right? Targeted and purpose-driven, you know, application-driven. Okay, nice. Yep.
2: Nice. So, Marina, we live in a world where the only thing that is certain is change, So like for us to be able to adapt in a lean way in an agile way is is really the key. But how do you drive those transitions within, within customer service and factory automation? And what are challenges that typically arise?
0: Yeah, well, thanks for for asking that very important question. Indeed, I think in in days where we live now, change uh, becomes more and more important. I mean, yes, we hear that already since years, but I think it was never so transparent and so visible for everyone um, that there is really an urgency to do and to change something. Um, I mean, the question is always, why do you start change and why do you think there is a change? So it's always the the question, the mean question uh, on the why. And uh, I think this was the most difficult question uh, for for factory automation. So my, my previous function where we run through a huge change and we, we changed the whole organization for factory automation, I mean, it was as double as difficult than for for many other fields, because normally um, everyone of us, you and and I, we we like to stay in our comfort zone, and uh, normally we only start to change something when we feel something like pain. Yeah? Otherwise, you know, the the pain is slower is when we stay where we are. But the question is, I mean, how do you leave your comfort zone and when do you leave your comfort zone? And again, why do you leave your comfort zone? It's quite easy to say, you know, change happens. We need to change. So why not getting out of the comfort zone? This is quite an easy sentence, but um, when you when you really think about that, what it means, and you think about when did you personally get out of the comfort zone, or when I I challenged myself and I said okay, when did I when do I get out of my comfort zone? And well, some you know some examples come up to my mind, but not so many because it is the most natural thing to stay where we are. And in factory automation, the difficulty was or still is that Factory Automation is a very, very successful organization. So that means you can't argument um, on a base like, you know, we are losing market shares, we are losing customers, the pain is bigger, or the pain gets bigger, so we need to change something. We haven't had these arguments, even though we understood based on, on the benchmark we did and all the, the master plan activities that um if we want to stay competitive, if we want to keep on staying that successful, we really need to change us internally-wise. So this was uh, actually the benchmark was the beginning where we, we uh, figured out, yes, there, there is something we need to do, even if we are sitting on a very uh, comfortable level. Let's, let's say it like that. But uh, if we want to be where we are, we, we better change something. And yes, uh, as you mentioned it right, Aubrey, we faced, we faced challenges. Um, We are still facing challenges. And I think like in, in every organization or with every, every change, you know, it's, it's always about uh, getting the people on board and uh, getting everyone enabled, um, helping every, every, everyone to understand why we are doing that, getting the commitment and the support of everyone, because at the end, it's about the people who need to drive the change. And if they don't believe in that, it's, it's going to be kind of impossible from my perspective.
2: Right. So getting out of the comfort zone means basically change. And there might be also like resistance. But how do you really ensure that everyone is prepared for the transition and everybody's on board? Is it just like talking to them, making it transparent that it's like urgent and that it's key to do it? Or is there also something else? I mean, you mentioned very valid points.
0: Um, Firstly, you need to create a sense of urgency. Secondly, you need to enable everyone. And thirdly, uh, at least this was a main point for us. We understood that we have to become, and uh, this is the same for um, customer services, Um, we need to become a very agile, flexible, adaptive and learning organization or adaptable learning organization organization. And again, here, the question is why? I mean, we need to compete uh, more and more with companies who, who have a, a very solid standing in in the IT sector, for example, where HR and Scrum are a fixed part of their DNA, but it's not for us and for our business. So we need to learn that. So firstly, uh, yes, it's, it's a lot about uh, training and learning and uh, lucky us, we get the support of the, the future fund, uh, which is offered by, by Siemens headquarter to do all the structural changes and to get the, the financial resources or at least some support of that side. So we have a very structured plan, a development plan for our organization. We know which competencies we need. And therefore, we try to enable step by step our colleagues, our people to, to get it to the new roles. This is one part. But the second part, like in, in every change, I think it's it's a lot About communication and yeah, you you can't do too much communication to get everyone on board.
1: Yeah, change management in a large corporation, right? Super tricky. (laughs) In in
0: addition, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. So, and I, I guess, right, if you say like we need to, you know, even though we don't have maybe the super pressure, right, and the urgency, but we still need to to feel the friction a bit, you know, that, hey, well, let's let's move together, right, and adopt new skills, and skills may arise over the years, right? Obviously, one aspect is, is softer competences, because obviously also machine learning or business-driven services, you know, are fueled then by some some kind of software, so software competences may be one of that. If you look in your position you know what's what's the role of of data driven insights AI machine learning in customer service or factory automation where what was the role there and maybe also where does service need to go maybe you know because as you you're now in your position and say like hey let's let's drive that change all together you know uh, do you see any you know direction where you see like hey s- this is where service needs to go, and this is how business driven and data driven businesses can support and will be enabling there
0: yep of course. I mean, that's a super exciting uh, question. I uh, again, I personally uh, have a have a vision, and I, I strongly believe that there is a high potential, especially when we talk about um, supporting customers with AI. And I mean, we are already doing uh, cases. We are already working on on data driven business cases, on on AI use cases. We drive things forward. I mean, this is something we do internally-wise. But we also, of course, uh, see that there there has been a, a substantial increase, also from our customer desires for self optimization or self optimizing plans. So. This is this is the other part. I mean, the pressure is not only on us; it's also on on the customer side, and we need to support them also by developing their products. So, yes, I strongly believe there is a huge potential, and we are already doing super great stuff with the data and and predictive services, data driven services, also with the machine learning algorithms. So. We are heading in the right direction. I see a lot of things and ideas coming up. And I also see uh, there is still a lot to do, which uh, totally excites me that I can be a part of setting setting the pace and the direction together with the team, therefore.
1: Yeah, awesome. And there are uh, so many uh, initiatives. You know, you mentioned the Sukhofs file, the Innovation file. You Now, currently, you know, the way they have this crowdsourcing innovation. So, so many instruments actually are there in the corporates. That you know, waking pros. But speaking of crazy ideas, if you look a bit of crazy ideas outside the world, right outside the corporate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cosmos. You know, what what is you know what was the last time you said like, "So what the heck?" You know, what what that's kind of a mind blowing thing, and curious where that leads. Once, so uh, is there any event you you or you know breakthrough you see like just this, this, this captured your attention significantly?
0: Definitely, definitely. There are many things around. What I personally see totally as as mind blowing. I mean, Uli, I would like, to, actually, would like to get back to to one of uh, our uh, talks uh, we had, and I mean, you totally inspired me with the the content and the discussion we had about the circular economy and the impact of AI on that. So, this is something where I think yes, this is mind blowing for me because. You know, we also uh, trigger topics like sustainability, if we think more in in circular economies. Even though I think this is uh, maybe just, you know, still a bit far away. But there is a second part, which is maybe also still uh, a bit away, but that totally thrills me. Um, I mean, this is amazing. Uh, I really have uh, to say I'm, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. It's totally excited uh, what he's doing and uh, the, the vision he has with his company, Neuralink. Um, mm. I mean, for, for those who, <laughs> you, you know, you're laughing, you know you know what they do. I mean, with the, with the chip, they put in, in in brains to detect and treat uh, traumas and brain damages. I mean, they're doing the, the testings right now with the uh, pigs. Um, and I'm quite curious when they start with first, uh, firstly with humans doing that. I mean, this is totally mind blowing. At, at least from my perspective, I think you know it's it's unbelievable how how helpful this could be. Of course, there is always the ethical discussion, and uh, I'm I'm not sure if I would like to have a chip like that in my brain. <laughs> so, but you know. If I put that aside, just uh, to to say, okay, uh, what is mind blowing for me? I think uh, these are definitely uh, two topics. Even though there is uh, there's super uh, there's much more around, um, and I mean we just have to mention the first humanoid uh, robot like Sophia. And did you know that she can she can already draw um, as good as um, as an artist? I mean. This is mind-blowing either from, from, from my perspective. But also internally-wise, when we think about back to my role, customer services, um, I think it's also mind-blowing that we are living in a world where we are able that machines train us as people and not the other way around anymore. So, yes, th- these are also examples where I very often think, oh, my God, yeah, that's that's really mind-blowing. That's, that's crazy. That's... That's really impressive.
2: Yeah, those were crazy examples. So one of your tasks at Siemens is identifying and creating new data-driven business cases. And how would you usually approach that? Well, firstly, I I always try to get the right
0: uh, punch of of people on the table, because this is for me the base to have very uh, open-minded people from very different functions and fields and backgrounds. But what combines everyone on the table is uh, the passion to do, to create added value, to do something new and, to be part of a next level of digitalization. So it's it's really about bringing the right people together. And then it depends, at least from from the cases uh, we developed, we had uh, different ways of approaching. On one side, for example, we decided, okay, just uh, let's have a session on on where are the low-hanging fruits, uh, like where are already data around. And uh, what can we do with the data? Can we combine the existing data with with others to create value? Is it just, you know, sometimes the value in data uh, increases tremendously if you put uh, attention on that, like with uh, Facebook, like with TikTok, like with uh, Instagram. I mean, the value of of these companies is because they merge data with uh, a lot of attention, And the other thing is, of course, to throw the stone a bit further ahead to be more innovative, to be more disruptive. And therefore, you know, yes, we try to be or try to be very, very bold and maybe crazy. And then uh, really uh, figure out uh, where is the pain of of customer, where is the pain of people and what can we do and how can we solve the pain with data and existing solutions? How can we create value? So listen to the customers, figuring out what drives them, where is the pain and and how could we be part of, of the solution.
2: I also have another question, which is rather personal because you've already worked in many different areas and many different places. Which is the greatest lesson that you have actually learned in the past and that you maybe would like to share with the audience? The greatest
0: lesson I've learned was definitely in my my previous function when I was uh, part of uh, the factory uh, automation uh, team. So before I joined customer services and I was part of a team to set up the whole data topic and to drive the, the data topic, which was really new by that time, um, at least for us. I think the greatest lesson what I've learned was and is that I'm really biased and I had to remove some bias to be successful when it comes to setting up uh, totally new business models. Why? Because uh, to be honest, um, I mean, we started uh, with with quite a clear task from our management. um, And the task was uh, to evaluate what we think could be possible with data and whatnot. And if we can build up a strategy, a data strategy, and, and if this would be useful or not. And I think by that time, not so many people believed in the value of uh, the potential of data-driven businesses. And, and even I, for myself, found myself sometimes in a situation where I realized, for example, in myself in argumentations why things couldn't work or shouldn't work. To make myself totally free of that bias and that, that, that barrier, I was firstly not aware of, uh, is the first step if you really want to reach things. So even there, change starts by yourself. So, I mean, Uli, uh, let's take you as example. How long did it take you to realize your dream of building your own AI lab in a corporate like Siemens? Have you ever thought 7 or 10 or 12 years ago that this would have been possible?
1: I, I guess not, right? And it takes partners, right? It takes big friends, stakeholders. It takes a lot of, you know, this is not something, I guess, you know, you just build by yourself. And nothing, nothing has been. You know, in, in many cases, but obviously it's, it's the passion that drives you. And I, one lesson I've learned, if, 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 if you ask me, right, is, you know, in large corporations, you can do almost anything you want. You just yeah. need to do it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Don't ask that yeah. somebody is saying, hey, you know what, let's do that. Right. Yeah. You can almost do anything, but you really need to, you know, you need to really believe in that tolerant, uh, you know, uh, politic tolerant and say like, you know, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Let's do that together, right? And this is somehow, right?
0: Absolutely. (laughs) And and this was uh, exactly what I tried uh, to talk about. I mean, move your own barrier that you start believing in what drives you. And I mean, if you would have known that um, it is possible to build up your own AI lab within a corporate world, you might have started that earlier. Of course, you always need to find the right time for the right topics, but this is kind of um, a bias or a barrier everyone builds up for him or herself. And I figured out by myself that this was um, a bias I really need to get rid of, because uh, within Siemens, everything is possible.
2: (laughs) Wow, I love that. That's very inspiring, just moving barriers, being brave. That's, I think, a very good end to this session. Time was really flying. But because, before we call it a day, I want to play authentic autocomplete with you. So let me give you, for the closing, a couple of sentence starters and you will finish. And I think, only you got the first one, right?
1: All right. Okay, finish up, Maria. She won.
2: Well, yeah, that's um,
0: the best way to uh, spend your time on a weekend during winter. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, second, Siemens is? Siemens is, um, for me personally, a company with a very, very high density of uh, super smart people and, as we said, limitless opportunities in points of learning, developing, in the uh, also doing really, really cool stuff that matters.
2: Wonderful.
0: Data literacy is? An essential part of a data driven organization, a key competence for being successful in a digital arena where Google, Microsoft and Amazon and others play very big roles.
2: Really nice. Innovation
0: is the key to survive and thrive. It's crucial to survive. It's grow and the lever to grow and being successful as an organization. And yeah, well, the base for innovation is uh, something like an experimental mindset and culture.
2: Amazing. And last but not least, Corona has taught me
0: <laughs> that digitalization is uh, more than ever key to survive uh, for everyone. And so uh, I believe uh, will be data and AI. And personally, Corona has taught me that uh, well, uh, it's it's hard to to say but it's really that's a fact my partner is the much better cook than i am
2: (laughs) (laughs) amazing thank you so much marina thank you too thank you Aubrey. thank you uli
1: yeah thanks so much marina for being you and and spending this time with us, right, and and you know, a bit of obviously uh, awesome or live uh, on p- or you know, not fright as as the maybe non English speakers know. Um, so, it's really appreciate your time. I know you've been super busy and you know having great great challenge also in front of you, but yes. um, the more uh, honored we are, actually, you know, sharing a bit of a time and getting something out you know of your insights and your view on you know the role of machine learning data driven aspects in the in organizations and folks out there stay tuned uh, there is so much to come stay bold committed and open-minded and we hear us definitely at the next Siemens AI podcast thanks very much marina
0: thank you guys thank you so much for having me <music>